0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this Saturday afternoon broadcast of Shooting From the Hip. My name is Mark Avery, and I am here live in studio today. If you would like to be part of the show, call the studio at 937-457-1290, and we'll get you up on the air. Try to give us a little clue as to what you want to talk about, whether that be a question or a comment. I'd love to hear from you. And in fact, I really would love to hear from you because this is kind of a wild card weekend weekend. And I've got all kinds of stuff I'd like to talk about, but I really want to talk about what you are interested in. So call the studio here at 937-457-1290 and and give the producer a little bit of a clue as to what you want to talk about, and we'll get your calls on the air as soon as we possibly can. Uh, Sim Trainer is the sponsor of this program. Uh, We are the area's first indoor range and firearms training center. You can visit us on the web at sim-trainer.com. Or call us down at the range at 937-293-3914. Stop down and see us at 2031 Dryden Road, right across from the AES Ohio Maintenance Yard. Um, and, uh, and we'd be glad to give you a tour of the place and discuss any of your firearms needs or interests. Like I said, this is a live show. Uh, feel free to call in to the Master Control at 937-457-1290, and we'll get your calls up on the air. There is quite a bit that's been going on at Sim Trainer. And one of the things, if you are a a member or a subscriber to our email list, and I would encourage you to do that if you're not, but if you are, you probably have seen the notice that said we're having a huge sale happening right now. We are trying to clear out a bunch of inventory. Some of it is older stuff. Some of it's stuff that we've had around for a while. Some of it is things that... Uh, we have used in the range and no longer need, but they could still be of tremendous value to you. So we've got, uh, like, holsters for $10 that are lightly used, and that includes Kydex and leather, some of them for various different models of firearms. New holsters are 40% off, uh, 25% off all cleaning kits and accessories, We've 25% off all lock boxes. So if you're looking for uh, a box that you can secure a firearm in, either in your vehicle or your home or while you travel, uh, great ways to do that. We have several different options for that. Some of them uh, manual, some of them electronic, and all of those are uh, twenty five dollars off. We have the uh, six gun safe the secure it, six gun safe that uh, disassembles, and then you can you you actually comes disassembled, you can assemble it, take uh, in, and so that means you can move it in much smaller pieces. You don't need to have a mover come to do that. Uh, and it's only $475 right now. So it's a great safe. I've got one of those uh, that I use for storing some long guns. Uh, if if you'd like to get one of those, we have uh, some of those available. And uh, also we have uh, an all-in-one auto kit. So it's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's got some safety gear. It's got uh, jumper cables. It's got other other things that you might need. Uh, $35 for that. So those, those are all discounted price. Hats are $5.99. T-shirts, again, $5.99. We even have a crimson trace laser that you can save $100 on. It's normally about $400, uh, about $330. For $229, you can get that crimson trace laser. We've also got um, a SIG Romeo uh, MOA, 3 MOA red dot for $309. That's for uh, a handgun, so like a, a concealed carry optic so there's a lot of other stuff out there as well. If and the the um, the range is going to be open until three o'clock today. So if you're interested in seeing any of that stuff, you can head over there now. Listen to the radio while you're on the way over to the range. That's at 2031 Dryden Road in Moraine, and then. Peruse the, uh, the supplies and the things that we have for sale over there and uh, maybe you can pick up some deals some things that you've been looking for for yourself or maybe you know someone who's looking for something that you'd like to get them for Christmas. This is a great way to fill some of those list items and, and get some of the things at a fairly decent price. So uh, as you know, things that have we've needed to order sometimes have been hard to find uh, firearms. We do have a few of them uh, that are listed that uh, we have available, so you can uh, see what those are down at the, on the board at the range. Um, and if you're looking to get some of those, we have a, a few available. Again, we've had some difficulty getting things on demand, so we can't just, uh, the way we have normally run things, We would, you would tell us what it is you're looking for, we would order it and have it in a couple of days. We can't guarantee that's possible right now. There are some places around that we've uh, done a lot of referrals to that have some firearms in stock. But the main thing is that if you're trying, if you're wanting to buy a firearm, we strongly encourage that you come down to the range and try them out first. We have many of the guns that we used to always have available for sale. Uh, we still have them available in our range program so that you can try them out. You come to the range. Uh, We have a try it before you buy it program where you buy a box of ammo and for $10 you can rent the firearm and go out into the range. You don't have to be a member to do that. Uh, So that's that's open to anybody. If you know pretty close to what it is that you're looking for in the terms of purchasing a handgun, that's a great way for you to come down, try it out, figure out uh, whether that gun works for you before you've paid for it, Uh, because after that, the gun, you know, you, you might still be able to get something for it once you've shot it and you determined that you didn't like it. Uh, but there's a lot of places that won't take those guns back, and I, I can't say I disagree with that. It's just like if you buy a, n- a new car, most places aren't going to take that gun back, or um, take that new car back either once you've driven it off the lot. It's yours. Uh, so, yeah, it's a used vehicle or it's a used gun, and you can still get something for it. But you're not going to, you're, you're far better off doing a test drive coming down to the range finding out what gun's the right gun for you. And if you're really just getting started and trying to figure out what's the right gun for you, that's why we have the basic handgun class. Uh, Basic handgun allows you to first learn all of those basic fundamentals of handling a firearm and doing that safely, doing that and shooting accurately. But it also gives you an opportunity to test several different guns. So we'll bring several of our most popular self-defense handguns out into the range, most of them 9mm, and you'll get to try several different ones and figure out which is the right one for you, which one works best, which one fits well in your hand, which one when you shoot it feels uh, comfortable, it doesn't, it's not oppressive, it doesn't give you uh, an, a shock that causes you to, to want to uh, pull away from the gun. That's, and that's a problem that sometimes people have, particularly with the real small guns. nice thing about small guns is they're easy to carry. tough thing about small guns is that they can be a little tough to shoot. So you need to balance that easy to carry with I'm willing to shoot it and shoot it well enough to be and shoot it often enough to be competent with it. So in the best way to do that is to come down and try them out. If you're looking to do that, basic handguns is a great way to do that. And we have a class scheduled on Monday, uh, the 13th. If you are looking to get your concealed handgun license, really uh, a new shooter and haven't uh, identified a firearm that's the right one for you, That's the best way to do that is to start with the basic handgun class, and then you can come in and take the concealed carry class that we have starting on Wednesday evening and and Thursday evening this week, this coming week. Uh, On the 15th and 16th, we have that class, so you can get both of those by getting our training pass, and the training pass allows you to take both classes. It's the same price as both classes would be individually, but... It also includes a three-month membership to the range, and it includes the rental of the gun that you figured out is the right one for you during the basic handgun class. When you take the concealed carry class, that rental is included in that firearm. Now, you'll need to purchase ammo for that, of course, Uh, and right now the ammunition is fairly expensive uh, by comparison to what it was two years ago, but the prices have come down quite a bit, so if you're a member... And that's what happens when you take your basic handgun class. You actually activate a membership. We we'll, we have a special price on ammunition for members, so it'll cost you about fifty dollars to take the basic handgun class, uh, using two boxes of ammo. And then again, the same thing for the concealed carry class. When you do the qualification, we need you need about a hundred rounds uh, for each of those classes. Sometimes a little bit less. For the basic handgun class, depending on how many guns you want to try and so forth. But, again, that's a real great opportunity for people who are looking to get a concealed handgun license. Um, Then the best way to do that, we have found, and a lot of people have told us after doing it, they are really glad they did that, is to get the training pass, which gives you the basic handgun class plus the concealed carry class plus a three-month membership to the range so you can come back and practice. And that membership starts when you take the basic handgun class and also the rental of the firearm that you selected during the basic handgun class when you take concealed carry. So you can get through both of those classes and have everything that you need in order to apply for your license without even having to purchase a firearm. And, and of course, if you haven't purchased a firearm yet, that's an even better option because now you'll know exactly what you're looking for, and if somebody's looking to get you a firearm for Christmas, for example, uh, you can tell them exactly which firearm is the one that you've found out that works best for you. And guys, and we have so many guys that call in and say, well, I want to get a gun for my wife or my significant other, and I want to get the right gun for her. And so which is the right gun I should get for her? We can't answer that question. In fact, the best thing that you can do is to um, allow that person to come down to the range and try several of them out and then select the gun on her own. Guys, I can't tell you how many of you have made that same mistake with great intentions and poor execution, buying the gun for your significant other. No, that's not the way to do it. Let her figure out what the right gun is for herself. And the again, the best way to do that is to come down and take that class, figure out which is the right, let her figure out which is the right gun for her. And then if she wants to move on to the concealed carry class, of course. Uh, we have that class again the following week. Let me talk a little bit about stuff that's coming up next year. So those are the last two classes that we have scheduled for this year. Uh, On Monday is basic handgun, and starting on Wednesday is the concealed carry class. But then next year, again, we will have our regular schedule, or pretty near regular schedule of classes we uh, normally have concealed carry on the second weekend because the first is on a Saturday. We've bumped everything out for January down one week. So our first shots class will be on the 8th of January. That's a great way for people to get an introduction to handguns and figure out uh, just a kind of a quick orientation. It's only a three-hour class. It's only $25. It's available for ages 10 and up as long as obviously they have their parents' permission And uh, that it's a great way to do that. Again, if you want to do that and give that as a Christmas present and surprise somebody who's been thinking about um, maybe starting and finding out a little bit about what firearms are all about and how it works for them. The first shots class on the 8th of January is a great way to do that. And we have uh, certificates that you can get. You can buy a gift certificate basically for that and then have something to give them on Christmas Day. And then they come in on Saturday, the 8th of January to take the class from noon to three. On the 9th, we'll have another basic handgun class, and on the, thir- uh, on the, uh, the 15th of January will be uh, an all-day concealed carry class from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're interested in, in getting a training pass, again, you can sign up for the ones this month starting next week, or you could sign up for the ones in January on Sunday, January 9th uh, from 2 to 6 p.m. and on Saturday, January 15th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, we're also restarting our advanced handgun series. And I'll talk a little bit more about that after the break. If you would like to be part of this show, give me a call at 937-457-1290. We'll get you up on the board. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and... It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Avery, for Shooting From the Hip today. And I would love to get your call here at the studio at 937-457-1290. If you have a comment or a question that you'd like to uh, bring to the show, I'd be happy to take your calls here in a little bit. Uh, Right before the break, I was talking about some of the classes that we have coming up at the beginning of next year at Sim Trainer, and I have one other series of classes that I want to talk about briefly uh, before we run out of time at the bottom of the hour. And that is our Advanced Handgun Series. So if you already have your concealed handgun license, you've had some firearms training, maybe you've had one of our classes, either basic handgun or concealed carry, or some of the other stuff that we do at SimTrainer, and you're looking to take your firearm skill to the next level, our Advanced Handgun Series is a great way to do that. It's five classes. Uh, It starts with Mastering Marksmanship Fundamentals, goes to barricade and positional shooting so you'll learn how to shoot using cover or concealment and also how to shoot from different positions besides just standing up in a stall. Our handgun level 3 class is our move and shoot class which teach you how to shoot while you are moving and how to shoot at targets that are moving. And then handgun level 4 is the low level light class where you learn how to find your sights in a reduced light environment, how to use a flashlight for illumination and target identification. Uh, and then uh, understand a little bit more about what to expect, given that roughly 80% of the violent encounters occur in the hours of darkness. What If you've never shot that way in most ranges, don't have a way for you to shoot in a low-level, reduced-light environment. So uh, we give you a way to do that in our uh, Advanced Handgun Level 4 class. And then Handgun 5, which is our spontaneous assault class, is kind of a wrap-up of the entire thing. It gives you Uh, an an opportunity to shift from the sound triggered. In other words, we're using a horn to tell you when it's time to shoot to a sight optical visual training, a visual trigger that says, Hey, there's a target here. There's a threat. I need to respond to that. I need to get off the dime. I need to draw my firearm and place accurate shots also includes uh, where the name of this show comes from shooting from the hip, which is uh, another way of saying shooting from a position of retention. So you are, you, you draw the firearm, and instead of extending it out to a point shoulder shooting position, you have the firearm retained retain back close to you. makes it a little bit more difficult for the bad guy to grab it if you're up close. Uh, and it's something that you can do at short distances. So we give you the opportunity to find out at what distances you can do that and where you're accurate and also to shoot and move at the same time as you are responding to this spontaneous presentation of a target. So all five of those classes, each of those are normally $100. and We also have a Training Pass Plus program that allows you to get all five classes plus a $250 individual annual membership for the year. So that's $750 worth of value that is, again, $500. So it's a great way to get all of that training in. If you're looking to do that, uh, we had the last series just actually wrapped up uh, this what, last week, it, the last class, the handgun five, got delayed several times over last year, and uh, and so you know that's something that we finally got wrapped up and got those people through. Uh, but we have now restarted that. We've got it planned to start on Thursday, uh, January thirteenth is the first class, handgun one. So if you want to be in that, you must take handgun one before you can take any of the later ones, and then we'll be doing them. Uh, all five of those classes between then and the end of February. And we haven't yet set the schedule for beyond that in, uh, in uh, 2022, but we'll get that done. All right. I need to take a break and head out to the news. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip. I would love to have you call into the show and be part of it here at uh, 937-457-1290. We'll take your calls in the master control suite, and they'll give me some information as to what it is you'd like to talk about. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to have you be part of this show. Um, So I'm going to just one last quick hit on some of the training opportunities that we have going on at Sim Trainer and remind you that if you would like to get in on the basic handgun class and the concealed carry class this coming week, Call to the range now. First, go online at sim-trainer.com. Sign up for those two classes. And then if you want to get it on the training pass, uh, let uh, Wayne know that when you call out uh, to the range at 293-3914. And he can uh, take care of the payment and get you signed up for the class on Monday for basic handgun in the evening. And then concealed carry evenings on Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. Uh, There's... So, been uh, some questions that have come in, and I'd love to take those. I love it when uh, people have questions and they email us. Best way to do that is to go to our website at sim trainer.com and click on the contact link. Uh, that will open up a form that lets you send an email, and I get those emails directly. So, we had a, co- a question that came in this week uh, from Cindy who wants to know when House Bill 227 is going to be voted on in the Senate. Boy, I wish I knew the answer to that question. Um, there it's it's not something that gets published a lot of information on and uh, there's a whole lot of steps that still have to happen so uh, let me just go through a little bit of what I've what I've discovered in uh, all of those uh, the various aspects of this bill the bill that this uh, house bill 227 that she's talking about is what's sometime referred to as the uh, constitutional carry or permitless carry bill, it would eliminate the requirement that you get a concealed handgun license in order to legally carry your firearm on your person discreetly. And that's the prefer- the term that I prefer rather than concealed. I mean, it's just, you know, it's nobody else's business whether or not I'm carrying a firearm. And this would make it so that, like many other states have done, uh, you would be able to carry that firearm if you are legally allowed to possess a firearm then you would be legally allowed to carry that firearm on your person without having to get a license to do so. Uh, the license would still be something that would be available. There'd still be a way for you to get one. And uh, most people that want to carry in another state, that's, uh, that's one of the main reasons. Reciprocity would be uh, a way for you to, to have. You have to have your own license in order to have reciprocal privileges with another state. So the license wouldn't go away, but the requirement for it would go away. Um, The the bill has passed in the uh, House. That's uh, House Bill 227, was passed in the House, and then it was sent over to the Senate where it was introduced on November 23rd. The Senate also has a version of this bill, which is Senate Bill 215, and that was introduced in August and referred to the Veterans and Public Safety Committee on September 8th. Uh, As far as I can see, there haven't been any final uh, results from any of those the hearings uh, in, in terms of uh, action in the Senate. Uh, but uh, the Gong War News Service reports that on uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, December 14th, uh, that there will be hearings in the Senate Committee uh, on Veterans and Public Safety, which is the committee that it was assigned to. So there is progress being made on that. And there will be supposedly, there's supposed to be hearings. It could possibly be voted on as early as Tuesday in that and then sent out to the floor. Um, We don't know exactly what is going to happen with that. So, you know, there's more information that we'll need to get. And most of the time that happens after we have the information that comes uh, once after it happens. We don't normally know too much about what those are going to be in advance. But um, there is a lot of information on. The House Bill 215 and 227. There's a lot of myth out there. There's uh, and the problem, of course, is that when you have two bills, you don't know which provisions of each bill are going to be in the final uh, in the final law when it finally makes it through. There are a couple of procedural possibilities. They could take the House Bill uh, 227, have it go through the Senate. The Senate could approve it. And then it would go to the governor Uh, that would, you know, if the Senate voted on it and and approved the bill as it was sent from the House, it would just go to the governor for signature. Uh, That's not real likely, in my view, simply because the Senate has their own bill. And although the two bills are very similar, there are different provisions in them. And I spent some time going through both bills to find out exactly what the differences are. So I have a, a summary of that. I've, I've pulled together. There are legislative summaries. If you want to go out to legislature.ohio.gov and pull up uh, those bills, you can search for them by SB 215 and HB 227. That will allow you to pull up the letter, uh, legislative service council summary of those bills. I actually went through the text of the bills as it was passed in the House and as it was introduced in the Senate to... Go line by line through them and to see what the differences are. So if you're not familiar with the way some of these bills are formatted, uh, they don't make it real easy for you to figure out what it is they're actually trying to do because the bills are basically a a change list for things that have to get changed in the Ohio Revised Code. So it includes the entire section of the code, even if one word is changed. Uh, So you have to go through that and look at all the mark changes and figure out what the differences are. So... And let me go through my summary of this and let you understand just how little difference there is between the two of them. The House adds uh, something that the Senate does not, and that is a change in what the, the sheriff can do with the funds, the fees that are received for CHL application fees. Uh, it adds a couple of different categories of things. Non lethal weapons and supplies, including training and costs for basic peace officer training or correction officer training academies. Uh, Those are things that, you know, when they have to bring on additional officers, those are that's training that's required. So the CHL application fees can be used for that. Uh, Both of the bills would eliminate the requirement to carry the physical license if the person has one, as long as that license is valid but and otherwise allowed to carry but again they also eliminate the need to have a license Uh, so right now if you have a concealed handgun license you must actually carry the license with you anytime you are carrying pursuant to their license Um, you don't need to do that if you're driving a car but you do need to do that if you're carrying pursuant to your concealed handgun license Um, the senate bill adds a right for pre-trial immunity hearing based on the claim of defense to civil action And also criminal action. So um, when you file that motion, it establishes a prima facie claim of self-defense or defense of another. And then uh, in order to bring the criminal case after that motion has been filed, the state has to show beyond a reasonable doubt that the use was not defensive. So that uh, biases the uh, back on. Uh, puts the responsibility on the prosecutor to show that they have a, um, beyond a reasonable doubt that they have that they have evidence that shows that it was not actually appropriate use of self-defense. So um, that would that's a provision that would add a lot of protection for the law abiding concealed carry uh, licensee. Uh, the way the Senate bill and the House bill deal with. Uh, the change from a license required to no license required is a little different. The Senate bill adds definitions for a restricted firearm and qualifying adult and then allows any qualifying adult to carry without obtaining a concealed handgun license and if not in a uh, restricted location where a person with a CHL. In other words, if there's some place where you could carry with a license, you'd be able to carry without a license. Uh, The bill adds basically the same kinds of definitions, except doesn't define those two terms and adds that definition in each place where they're saying who is allowed to carry here. So someone with a license, someone has a military ID and has the proper training requirement or somebody who is a law abiding citizen of 21 years or older and uh, is is legally allowed to possess a firearm. So. Those, that's just two different ways of accomplishing the same thing. I'm sure that uh, when they come together, they would find a way to, to, to come up with one solution for that rather than trying to, you know, I, there, I don't know that there's any one of those is better. It looked to me that the Senate version added a lot fewer words uh, than the House version. Uh, but, you know, that isn't really a, a strong thing. I think it's possible that you could argue that the House version makes it much more explicit in each location. Um, the Senate bill makes it clear that carrier possession of a handgun does not constitute grounds for search, seizure or detention or detention for any duration. So uh, that it's one of those things regarding, you know, some people say, well, if I'm carrying a firearm, I'm more likely to be stopped and 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 searched or or uh, have, you know, some sort of um, detention, even for a short period of time, just because I'm carrying a firearm. And the Senate bill says, no, that that is not appropriate. Um there's a uh, in both bills. They change the way that they address the question of uh, what is currently spelled out in 2923.126, which is the section of duties of the licensed individual. So there is some uh, minor argument that. Some people make that says, well, if I'm carrying without a license, if I'm carrying openly, which is legally allowed in the state of Ohio, if I'm allowed to possess a firearm, as long as I'm carrying openly and I'm not in a motor vehicle, I don't need to have a license or any other kind of permission. I just need to be in plain view. And there are some people that argue that if I'm carrying in that way, then the places that are prohibited to those people carrying with a concealed handgun license do not apply to the person who's carrying openly. Um, I don't know that that's ever been tested in court. I think that's uh, it's technically accurate, but I'm not sure that it would necessarily play the way people hope that it would be. The, both versions, the House version and the Senate version of the bill, clarify that that says, no, if, if it's one of those places that you're not allowed to carry if you have a license, you're also not allowed to carry there if you're carrying without a license. So I think that would eliminate some confusion or some arguments that some people say for why they don't want to get a concealed handgun license and they don't really need one. Um, You won't need a concealed handgun license, but you will have to follow those same provisions. Um, The House bill requires notification uh, before or at a time a law enforcement officer asks if a person is carrying a concealed handgun. Uh, The Senate bill eliminates the notification provision entirely And in addition, provides for expungement of any previous convictions for failure to notify. So if you have if you're one of those people who has at some point in the past been charged with failure to notify and that's on your record, it's a a misdemeanor. But if it's on your record, uh, then uh, that could be you could apply to have that expunged if the Senate bill language is what makes it into the final uh, law. So that's a little bit different philosophy between the two. The House says you still have to provide the notice, but you don't have to provide it unless asked or at least until asked. And when you're asked, you must provide it. The uh, Senate bill eliminates the notification requirement entirely. Uh, I suspect that there may be some pushback from the law enforcement community on the Senate version. I don't personally have a problem with it. Um, I also don't have a problem with providing that notification because, I think it's just courteous in order to, you know, provide that information when you're dealing with someone uh, in in law enforcement and in, in the performance of their duties. Um, all right. I need to take the last break for the hour and I'll come back and finish this up after the break. If you'd like to be part of the show, please give me a call at 937-457-1290 and I will get your call on the air. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Avery. And uh, let me wrap this up with the discussion that we have on the uh, constitutional carry bills, the two bills that are pending currently, the Senate Bill 215 and House Bill 227. House Bill 227 has actually been passed by the House and was sent over to the Senate. So it's uh, now it's a little bit of, of question as to which one gets all the way through, which one do they take, or do they take provisions of both? Maybe go to a conference committee, come up with a, a consolidated bill that covers the things that both of them need, that they would then both agree on, and then it goes back to the floor for to both of them for a vote. Those are you know those are some questions that are procedural things that we hope they work out soon. But briefly, the the last few things that I had that were differences between the two, um, the uh, House bill deleted penalty provisions uh, for failure to have proper license or substitute documentation. Uh, being in prohibited location, not producing a license or documentation within 10 days, escalation um, of a misdemeanor to third or second degree for multiple offenses of that, all of that kind of went away without with the going away of the requirement for a concealed handgun license. Uh, the House bill would remove the requirement that the CHL application be made in the county of residence or an adjacent county, meaning that it would then allow for application at any county sheriff's office, um, except for non-resident applicants who are employed in Ohio, they must apply in the uh, the county where they are employed or in adjacent counties. So that part didn't change, but it also includes a provision that the sheriff may designate up to eight additional hours when applications may be submitted by county residents o- only uh, within that county. So, uh, in fact, this is what uh, has been done in uh, when You know, people were initially when uh, during uh, COVID uh, change up through uh, June of this year, you were able to go to any county. And there were some counties uh, that said, look, we've we've got this time in in Greene County. It was on Friday. You could go. And if you were a Greene County resident, then you could go apply uh, on Friday. And it was only Greene County residents. So they're codifying that provision in law if they if the House bill version goes through. Uh, Right now, they only have a requirement of 15 hours a week. So three hours, five days a week is the only requirement for when they have to be available to take licenses. And that would say you could add additional eight hours when it would be your county only. Um, The uh, duty to notify provisions uh, get eliminated, Um, but some of the other provisions about Uh, What you have to do in a vehicle or not touching the firearm. Some of those uh, stay in the House bill were eliminated in the Senate bill. And neither bill changes the list of places where carry is not allowed. And neither bill changes the odd definition of what constitutes unloaded in a motor vehicle. So uh, that's kind of the uh, that's my summary of the things that are changed by both of those bills. They really the differences between the two bills are pretty small. And I think that's something that they could resolve fairly quickly if they decided to do so. One last real quick thing before we go, there's been a whole bunch of guns sold. So we'll talk about more about that next week. I will be here next week on Saturday. So if you would like to call into the show then, please do. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. WHIO Dayton. WHIO FM. Pleasant Hill. A Cox Media.